Welcome to Platform Church Rested Life Conversations. Platform is a young, dynamic, multidimensional church. We offer inspirational, practical, and relevant teaching that is applicable for your daily living. At Platform, our teaching is relevant to people of all ages, race, color, nationality, and of different socioeconomic backgrounds. At Platform Church, we believe that the rested life is a reality for us. For more information, visit platformchurch.co.za. Enjoy the Rested Life Conversations. Now, here is your host, Darlington Steve. The title of this morning's service is called, uh, For Such a Time as These. For Such a Time as These. I believe this morning uh, that this very particular seasons and time uh, that we are currently, somebody's eyes will be open to know what to do in the name of Jesus. Uh, I declare upon somebody this morning uh, that no matter how no matter how dark it looks, no matter how confusing, no matter how worrisome it is, that this time you will rise up beyond those challenges and you will operate with all God has for you this season in the name of Jesus. And so because of that this morning, we also know in the book of Romans chapter 15, Romans chapter 15 from verse 4, the Bible says, whatsoever things were written aforetimes, he said those things were written for our learning. You see, everything that you see that was written in time past, the Bible is a compendium of mysteries. I mean, mysteries. Uh, it's a compendium of possibilities. Uh, it's a compendium of God's strategy that was put in a book uh, and given to us for us to be able to open uh, at the time we want to open it. Because it's not even at the time God wants you to open it. Because sometimes God may want to open it three years ago and all of a sudden, even up to now, you have not opened your Bible. But it says, but whatever that was written at four times were written for our learning that we through learning her may get impatient and comfort of the scripture we might also find hope and so because of that we'll be looking at the life i'll try as much as possible for me to be for me to try to bring all the stories of esther if i can't finish it today we'll finish it on thursday i'll try as much as possible for me to spend time with the call that god wants us to be able to focus on this morning and whatever we can finish we'll finish it on thursday and so please and please i want to encourage you watch out for on thursday service and so because of that this morning, every written that was put in the scripture, it is for our learning. And in all us coming to learn, ability for us also to begin to find patience in that, ability for us to be able to be comforted in all that we are going through with our hope for the future still in view. And I believe that for somebody this morning, that hope that you desire, that future that you've imagined, that possibility that you know that you carry on the inside, where all of a sudden something has shifted and you are beginning to lose hope for that very particular possibility. I pray for you that before the service come to an end, you will catch back your hope in the name of Jesus. That desire, that expectation that you are expecting God from, you will lay hold on it this month in the name of Jesus. And so because of that this morning i want somebody's spirit to be open because prophetic word will be coming out of my mouth god will be using this vessel that is standing here i remember i was speaking to a particular minister of the gospel i said some of us we know our parts and we know the link god has called us for i said do you notice that a signboard does not fight the cars that pass through in front of him the signposts that you see on the road they don't fight cars for going through because why they know their job they were created for their business was the fact that they remain at that very particular point to direct you to your destiny 
destiny. Even though they know where you can go to, but they are not born, they are not orchestrated for them to go to that same place where you are going to. I pray for somebody this morning uh, that as you look at me as a signpost, uh, you will get to your destination this morning uh, in the name of Jesus. Uh, the water that will be coming out of my mouth, uh, that same water, it will fill the void of your life uh, in the name of Jesus. Um, and so with that being said this morning, let's begin to look into this very particular life. I called her a mystery. One of the things that I've seen with this very particular book of Esther is the fact that two things was very important with the whole book. The book was summarized into two. And what are the two things before we begin to look at the context in full? What are the things that we see with this very particular two book? Is the fact that the book talks about honor. The books also talk about sacrifice. You'll see a woman who all of a sudden she knows how to honor some certain system. we see a woman who all of a sudden ability for her to honor her uncle. Ability for her not to be familiar with grace. Because yes, it takes some certain things whereby when you are used to some certain people in your life, all of a sudden you begin to forget that it was a particular privilege and opportunity that brings you there and you get familiar with that very particular territory. And so because you get familiar with the territory, you now become become a plateau you become a stage that never moved but all of a sudden people begin to stand upon you but thank god for esther esther understand that as much as this man called her azaros is my king i also understand i mean he's my husband i also understand that he's my king and so there is a particular decorum that you ascribe to your husband and there's a particular decorum or a particular system and strategy that you can apply to a king and will be unveiling this very particular mystery how come that that Esther was able to pull a possibility. Do you notice with Esther? Esther was not a priest. Esther was not a soldier. Esther had no weapon for her to fight. But there was a system she was able to bump into. And all of a sudden, she was able to disarm somebody who has the power, the king's ring, has the army to wipe out her whole generation. But thank God for the mystery and the wisdom that Esther unveiled her. And that we'll be looking at this very particular morning. And also number two, we see something with the life of this book called Elster. Was the fact that this woman understands what it means to put sacrifice on the table. She knows what sacrifice means. She knows that, yes, I have to put a sacrifice in prayer. I have to put a sacrifice in fasting. I also have to put a sacrifice when it comes with me submitting to authority. It is very hard to do because, my dear, sacrifice will cost you things that are painful. If it's not paining you yet, it is not a sacrifice. That's the only way you need to know if it's a sacrifice indeed. Sacrifice is very simple to define. If it is not paining you, if something is not living your life, then clearly it's not a sacrifice. Because until you begin to feel the discomfort of it, then you are now working in the reality of sacrifice. And so because of that, this very particular morning, I want us to begin to look at this very particular interesting woman called Esther. We get to understand her, that one of the things we see with this woman in the book of, uh, what's it called? In the book of Esther chapter 1. It is so interesting for me. Where the book was called Esther, but yet there was nothing about Esther that was written in that book. <laughs> <laughs> the book was called the book of Esther but the moment the chapter opened all of a sudden, we could not find her name mentioned in chapter 1. I feel like talking to somebody this morning, huh, who you feel that, but this is my season, but how come huh, that this part of fact is my season? This is my book. Huh? My book is called my book. Huh? The book of Kanyusa. Huh? The book of Dalentin. Huh? The book of Sibongile. The book that was opened for me. Huh? But yet, you are not being featured in that very particular chapter. 
Have you watched movies whereby sometimes the actor, the main character will only be unveiled after some certain scenes have passed away? You are wondering where is this character? We noticed that this poster was this 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 lead character was put on the poster, but as we opened the film, the character was not mentioned. I'm here to declare to somebody this morning uh, by the prophetic grace upon my life uh, and with the apostolic unction to give you rest. Uh, I speak over you uh, that you are currently worried uh, that that is my season, my time. But I am not manifesting in the reality. I can't find my handwriting. I declare upon you that by the time the chapter is going to be flipped open, you shall see your name mentioned and you shall be elevated for promotion in the name of Jesus. The book of Esther was open. All of a sudden, Esther name was not mentioned. We just get to see that the book was open. And the Bible makes us to understand that with the intelligence and the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, that they took a time for them to display a particular man called King Ahasuerus. This was a man that, that the whole chapter 1 of the book of Esther that belongs to Esther. But somebody else was featuring on that very particular book. It looks like somebody that you know that the seat of the CEO belongs to you. But all of a sudden, somebody who did not go to school, have no pedigree with you. They don't speak in tongues, but they are sitting in that position that God has showed you. Exactly what happened with the life of Esther. We get to see that the book of Esther, at the beginning of it, a story of a man called King Hazarus was being mentioned there. As King Azarus was being mentioned, we also see that a woman was also featured in that very particular place, which her name was called Queen Vashti. The Bible makes us to understand that Queen Vashti was also a beautiful woman, but not as beautiful as Esther. Queen Vashti also was also, she was sitting as, as the king wife, but having no clue that she was just only renting the space, that something is going to happen that will make her shift. Because why? My dear, when honor is not in view, you are about to be able to be sponsored by disfavor. When honor is not in view, get ready. Disfavor will become the order of the day of your life. My dear, be watchful or be fearful of a man that knows how to give honor. Be fearful of that man. Because pregnant with honor comes with favor. When a man knows how to honor, when a man knows how to submit to systems of authority, when a man knows how, how to be able to, 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 for lack of a better word, obey these three particular principles, which means the principle of God, the principle embedded and the mystery embedded in man, and also the principle of God. Watch that very particular man. The man is about to explode to a dimension. That man will look back and wonder, how did you get to the top? And so that was the thing we see with this very particular woman called Vashti. All of a sudden, the king was having a party. As the king was having his party, the king decided to say, okay, this very particular day, in the 120 provinces that this man governed, oh, this king was a, he was a, he was a king that was full of, for lack of better word, glory and splendor. He was very rich. He was so rich to the point that he was not even afraid for him to share his kingdom into two. Imagine somebody still married, but yet he was willing to, what's called, he was willing to break his property while being married into two. You know, that's a good level for a man to be into. Where you are married, fully operating the marital rest life but yet you give half of your kingdom to your wife and yet you guys are not divorced you are not divorced but she's just enjoying the splendor that's how rich this man is but do you notice something as much as the king Hazarus was there he has the possibility to say what he said to Esther but for the fact that Vashti was still occupying that position and a particular reality must come from Vashti for the king to be compelled to say such word but for as long as Vashti is there the king has the capacity to stretch that possibility but as long as it's the wrong person 
that is sitting in that place, that kind of blessing cannot be shifted. I pray for you today. You will not be the wrong one for you to take the blessing in the name of Jesus. Every blessing that is accrued you, your hand will hold them this season in the name of Jesus. And so because of that, we begin to look at this very particular woman. Her name called Esther. We get to see on that very particular story. When the king called Vashti for Vashti to show up, the Bible says that king and, and Vashti dishonored the king. He said to the king, why will I go and meet the king? What does he mean? And all the king was asking her, say, see, my guys are here. I just want them to see how beautiful you are. You see, the pride of every sensible man is his wife. I used to say this to my wife without time. I said, I don't mind wearing, wearing t-shirt that is torn, in which I know she's not going to agree, but wearing t-shirt that is torn and wearing short knickers that is not even my size. But when people look at you, they must trace you that this is Darlington's wife. Because everything that God has blessed me with, I would display it upon your life to the point that when men look at you, they can trace this is the handiwork of Darlington. The same thing also applies to this very particular king. The Bible makes us to understand the woman God carried away when she was at the palace but she forget to understand that somebody stretched the rod for her to be there now that she's there she forget to honor that same system and all of a sudden she refused the king because she was also having her own party with that very particular woman in that i mean with the women in that very particular community and all of a sudden we get to see that some wise men came together they advised the king i said king we know that yes this thing does not really pain you we know that, yes, you may be able to overlook this thing, but let me show you the consequence. My dear, when God wants to promote you, he will bring people who look to, who look wise for them to negotiate the people occupying your position for you to get in there. All of a sudden, they now begin to talk to this king. King, this woman has disobeyed the system that we put on the ground. If you do not punish this woman, all of a sudden, all other women will feel as if they have the right to dishonor system. And so because honor is the mother of favor, this woman, she has dishonored you. So the favor of being the king's wife must not be on view. All of a sudden, the Bible says, and the king has decided to ask Vashti that Vashti, your time is up. Your book is about to close. And the end is not favor. <laughs> Her book closed, but the end was not favor. Then all of a sudden, a party was organized again for the king to find another new wife. Then that's how the story now began. You know how I do it last week Sunday? As a writer and as an entertainer working in the industry, I like doing it by episode, by episode. Now, because of that this morning, the first episode that we're talking about is called My Book, But I'm Not Spotted. My Book, But I'm Not Spotted. Esther was at that very particular chapter one. Somebody's story was being talked about. It was her book. But she was still trying to open the book for her to be spotted. She was trying to open the book. Where would my sin start? Where would my season break? Where will my time come? I know that I qualify to be the queen. But I'm currently now a slave girl in Shushin. I know that I'm qualified for me to be able to operate in that office. But I'm opening the books. I can't find my space. I can't find my time. I know I'm well good and just been a writer. I can produce my film. But I'm still opening my book. I have not found my chapter. I know I'm very good for me to be married and maritally settled, but I'm opening my book. I can't even find my name, not even talk if I even have a boyfriend. But my dear sisters and brothers, I'm here to tell you this morning that the chapter of your life today, you will find your name mentioned for the next stage of your life in the name of Jesus. We get to see that as far as that very particular thing was going on, all of a sudden, the next page 
was the page where she needed to come forward. Before I continue this very particular message, I want to say something here. There are some of you now that things are happening in your life, but at the moment you are not seeing the manifestation. Behind the scenes, something is happening. And so because of that, I want to say this and say this to you well. Just because that they are shining and because they are running does not mean that your own boat or your own ship or your own candle, that your own candle will not be light again. I know that they are overtaking you, but my dear, chill. God sent me to tell you these categories of people, chill. That let them feel as if they are running. By the time I press the play button in your life, before they know what is going on, they will find you at the top of the road in the name of Jesus. And all of a sudden, we get to see her with this very particular woman. We get to see with this very particular woman that despite the fact that her seed was being planted, despite the fact that the seed is planted and she's not seeing it, does not mean that the thing is not growing. And I want to say this to somebody, just because the seed is not showing at the moment, just because the seed is not producing the leaf at the moment, my dear, calm down. Under the ground, the seed is beginning to dig root. You will see the leaf shoot before time. You will see the leaf shoot out. You will see the crop comes. Give it its time. Give it its season her before you know what is going on her you will go back to that very particular field her you will find your crop ready for harvest you will go back to that very particular field and here god said to me this week there are some of you that will be entering this week the favor that you missed last week the opportunity you missed last year that this week as you go into her you will lay hold of them all in the name of jesus just because the seed is not showing her does not mean that it is not growing her. I want somebody to have that on the inside of them. Just because the seed is not showing her does not mean that it is not growing her. And also I want you to understand that with the story of Esther that we are about to now go into the episode 2 is the fact that yeah, that you may be born looking like your parent. You may be born looking like your background. You may be born looking like your economy. You may be born looking like your environment. But my dear sisters and brothers, respond Responsibility has been placed on us uh, that you die looking like the decisions you take, uh, that you die looking like the decisions you refuse, uh, that you die looking like the knowledge uh, that you have able to be able to engage in and walk into. My dear, you don't die looking like your parent. You don't die looking like your environment. You don't die looking like your nationality. You die looking like the knowledge and decisions you engage or the ones you choose not to engage. And so, my dear sisters and brother, this morning service is going to take off from you, going to take off from you that thing that makes you feel as if your parent is responsible. That the reason why I am where I am today is because my mother, my father did not give me anything. Esther was not given anything. A woman that was even a slave, she was kidnapped the bible says the mother and the father was dead and all of a sudden it was the uncle Mordecai that was staying with esther and took esther and make sure that esther but yet just because her back was on the ground i mean just because her background was not good doesn't mean that her back will have to be on the ground esther understand that if it's up to me i mean if it's my destiny that is concerned it is up to me for me to engage with principle that can negotiate my my, my, my finding into the place of top and also we begin to see now from the scripture here the bible says in the book of esther chapter 5 i mean esther chapter 2 from verse 5 to verse 18 is a long read esther chapter 2 from verse 5 to verse 18 the bible now says that in susan as we begin to unfold this very particular mystery that in susan the citadel there was a certain jew whose name was called mordecai if you notice also it started from even mordecai not even esther remember we are still talking about the concept of this episode my book but my name is not spotted. 
my book, but my time has not been viewed. Then in verse we see, the Bible says here, the certain Jews whose name was called Mordecai, the son of Jael, the son of Shimei, and the son of Kish, a Benjamite. He said, Kish had been carried away from Jerusalem with a captive who had been captured with Joachim, with Jeconiah, the king of Judah, whom Nebuchadnezzar, the king of Babylon, had carried away. And Mordecai had brought up Hadassah, that is Esther, his uncle's daughter, for she had neither father nor mother. The young girl was lovely and beautiful. When, lovely and beautiful, when her father and mother died, Mordecai took her. There is something about this girl. She was lovely and beautiful. Let's begin to pick some certain things as we begin to go down. Now the Bible says in verse 8, it says, so when it, so it was, when the king commanded the decree, we are ahead um, and, when, and when many young women, we are gathered at Shushan, the citadel, under the custody of Haggai, he says that Esther also was taken to the king palace uh, into the care of Haggai, the custodian of the woman. Now this is where it becomes interesting. Now the young women pleased him. This young woman, remember, not young women. This young woman pleased him. Who? This guy. She obtained favor. So he readily gave beauty preparation to her. Which means already before the, before the parade happened, this man has already begun to give Esther some certain privileges. He says, um, and beside her allowance, he said, then seven choice maid servant was provided for her for the king's palace. And he moved her and her maid servant to the best place in the house of the woman. Imagine, they were all coming for beauty pageant. They were all coming for them to display their beauty before the king. But guess what? Before the palace showed up, Esther was already enjoying what it means to become a queen. You know, there are some certain events you go. There are some certain competitions you go. You know, by the way things are going, this one will win it. All of it, if I'm the other women, I, I'm happy that they try to even participate in the beauty pageant. But by the time I see that this very particular woman has been given seven servants, Esther was already given seven. So which means before the king pointed Esther, Esther was already rehearsing what it means to be a queen. Seven servant was given to Esther. As if that was not even enough. Her allowance was provided, but yet a preferred position was given to her. Does that sound like somebody that you thought that your book was your book? You've been opening your book, nothing has been coming. My dear sisters and brother, what as your book begin to unfold? This week, what as your book begin to show you your part? What as favor begin to come out? Let me not get ahead of myself. Let me continue. The Bible says in verse 10, it says, Esther had not reviewed her people or the family for Mordecai had charged her not to reveal it. My dear, there's some certain place you get to. Not everything that you are going through you have to be talking about. Just because you lost your mother, your father, things are bad in your life. Then you are opening your mouth to say, Calm down. There's some certain place you are. Keep your pain inside of you. Let your pain be there. Let your history not navigate your future. Because sometimes your history can be so bad to the point that they can present themselves on your now and truncate your tomorrow. The Bible says that Mordecai advised Esther, my dear, do not, do not, do not talk about your history. Because I know that this very particular king, we are, we are captured in this very particular territory. And so, yes, the king is not for everybody. The king is for himself. In fact, the king is not even for his own people. I will show you through the scripture. And the advice that was given to Mordecai, thank God for people who take advice. Thank God for people who take direction from their pastor, from their leaders, from their mentors. Thank God for people who are still willing to say, I don't know the road, but whatever you say, I'm going to do it. We now see as the Bible continues in verse 11. It says, and every day Mordecai pays front in the court 
of the woman quarters to learn of Esther's welfare and what is happening to her. Verse 12, each woman tongue came into, I mean, come into King Azaros after she was completed that 12 month preparation. According to the regulations for the women, for thus were the days of their preparation apportioned. Six months with the oil of might, six months with perfume and preparation for the beauty of the women. That was a rigorous, what you call exercise. Now verse 13, thus prepared, each young woman went to the king and she was given whatever she desired to take with her from, uh, from the woman's quarter to the king's palace. Which means she was given whatever she desires. If you notice, for Esther's own case, the man gave Esther an advantage. That guy called her guy. He gave Esther something that Esther needed at that very particular palace. The others were taking what they want. They feel that using Mary Kay will be the best thing that will be able to make them popular. But they forget to understand that as much as Mary Kay is good, it's a good brand. Watch God do something with Black Opal. Watch God do something with a no-name brand product. You think that it is this branded name that can brand you in front of King. All of a sudden, they were taking what they want. But thank God for something that happened. Let's look at verse 14. The Bible says in verse 14, in the evening she went and in the morning she returned the second house of the women. He said to the custody of Shagaj, he said the king of Enoch who kept the concubine, she could not go into the king again unless the king declared, declared in her to call for her by name. Now verse 13. Oh, I mean verse 15, sorry. The Bible now says in verse 15, he said now, somebody said now. <laughs> he says now. He said now when the turn of Esther, the daughter of Abihel, the uncle of Mordecai, who had been taken as his daughter, go into the king, the Bible says, he says she requested nothing. Remember that they have an opportunity to request for something. But this lady was smarter. That the path to the place of prominence, the path to the place of big boy, the path to the place of establishment, favor, rest, comes on the platform of people who have gone through that very particular road. The reason why sometimes we are currently struggling in the area where we are in our life is because we have not developed the fortitude for us to ask people who have gone ahead of us of that road, what can I do? I know, I know that yes, I'm beautiful, but there is something beyond beauty because I can look at all these women that are here. Their beauty cannot be compared to my but I know that there is an edge that somebody has. The Bible says she requested for what? Nothing. He said, but what a guy, the king's eunuch, the custodian of the women advisor. And the Bible says, uh, because she passed through that, uh, she honored that system of that man. Uh, the Bible says, and Esther obtained favor in the sight of all who saw her. And Esther obtained favor in the sight of all her. Who saw her? I want you to understand something. Let's quickly go before I bring a prophetic word for somebody. The Bible says in verse 16, So Esther was taken to King Azaros in his royal palace in the tenth month, which is the month of Tabet, in the seventh year of his reign. The Bible says in verse 17, where it begins to get interesting. The Bible says that the king loved Esther more than all the other women, and she obtained grace and favor in the sight more than all the virgin. He says, So he set his royal crown upon her and made her queen instead of Vashti. He said, what happened? That is what I call the Esther anointing. What is the Esther anointing? It's an anointing that men begin to favor you just by them seeing you. I don't know who you are tonight. The Bible says in verse 15, and Esther obtained favor in the sight of all who saw. They just see Esther, they favor Esther. They just see Esther. All of a sudden, they didn't even know of her pedigree. They refused to check her back 
background. They didn't even understand if she was a quere quere or if she was a mulungu. But all they know is the fact that something about this girl that we just have to favor her. I declare this upon your life. The favor of sin that men begin to see you from today and they favor you in the name of Jesus. I declare upon your life that as you begin to go through this week, men begin to look at you, not look at you and they are shocked. They look at you and they favor you. As they look at you, they go left, right, and center. They begin to help you in the name of Jesus. The Bible says, and Esther obtained favor in the eyes of all those who saw her. You obtained favor in the eyes of all those. For as long as their eyes could gaze upon Esther, favor is compelled to happen upon her life. Favor is compelled. I declare one more time upon somebody this morning. You have suffered for too long. Your next level is in the hand of a man. I declare today that as you begin to step out of this service, you will begin to experience favor in the eyes of those who see you in the name of Jesus. I pray for you today as you go into your office this week, as you engage in the gift of God upon your life, as you trade your talent, trade your beauty, trade your brain, trade your idea, trade your skills. I declare today that favor becomes your portion in the name of Jesus. The Bible says Esther, Esther got favor. Favor for those who saw her. Now let's begin to go down in the episode 2. Now we begin to see that in the episode 2 things begin to change. Which I call the episode 2 title here. It's called the reason for the season. The reason why Esther was crowned is beginning to become a fold. The reason why Esther was nominated is becoming to come a fold. My dear sisters and brothers, I'm here to tell somebody this morning. The reason why you are where you are today is the reason why you are on this very particular service to know what to do for a time as this. The Bible says there uh, that all of a sudden, uh, the Esther who has, who has been enjoying a party in the book of uh, what you call her, Esther chapter 2, verse 18, uh, she was enjoying a party, a feast was put for her. All the officials came, uh, they proclaimed a holiday for Esther. In fact, they even created a feast called the Feast of Esther. But all of a sudden, uh, things begin to change. Uh, all of a sudden, uh, the reason why God elevated you. Uh, it's beginning to unfold. The reason why God elevated Esther, let's begin to look at what happened here. One of the things in which I put before I look at my scripture this moment, the Bible says here, I mean this thing, I say it is not funny to know that every season of her life, there is a need to bat her. I mean there is a need to bat what she did not orchestrate. But yet, she was also the one who put the solution. We get to see, Esther is not the one that, that, what you call, that made herself to be a slave girl. A girl that was just born innocent, all of a sudden find herself there. But all of a sudden she has to be the solution. We get to see that every point in time in the life of Esther, Esther will always show up. Because why? God wanted her to do God. And like the title says, watch me do God. Every minute a problem is about to bound. Esther will be brought forth for a solution. We now begin to see her. That for Esther at that very particular moment, a woman who was sitting in the palace, enjoying her life and feeling that everything has arrived but all of a sudden something is about to shift something is about to change and this is a thing that i want somebody to understand this morning as we begin to go before i forget if you want to enjoy the nesting of god for your life you want to be a partaker of the nest of god because we can see with the life of king azaros a man who was a king but for as long as that king does not have the heart for the people 
There was nothing of the nest God could do with the king. So which means God, God, God unveiling his possibility to the people of the next agenda that he has for the body of Christ and for this earth can only be for those who have heart for the people of God. If you don't have heart for the people and the things of God, my dear, I'm sorry, you will just pass this very particular life, be able to pay your bills, uh, you'll be able to live life, you'll be able to eat according, but for you to become a porter of remembrance, a place whereby your name become a stone, your name become a fortitude, an idol of planet Earth, it can only be for those who have a heart for the people. Haven't you noticed in this earth where we are? It's a mystery that they unveiled from the Bible that they are using. That everyone's name will remember on this very particular earth. A man who did something for people. A man who are willing to sacrifice for people. A man, for instance, if you look at your South Africa, no matter how you want to talk, you will always remember the name of the like of Albertina Sasulu, Helen Joseph, Nelson Mandela, Solomon Manklanko. All of them, you keep remembering them. For example, for some of us in Nigeria, you begin to remember the names of Tafar Balewa, the life of Awoloha. You go to Ghana, you begin to remember the names of Kwame Nkuruma. You go to the likes of Zambia, you remember the name of Kenneth Kahunda. Why? Because these are men that did things for people. You want to be part of the people that God was going to use to do the next? Be the part of people that God will see his heart in your life for the people that he has given to you. My dear, one of the, I think I read a book about a few years ago. I forgot the title of the book now. If I, if I find the book, I'll, I'll let you know in time. All of a sudden, I remember that book. When I read the book, the book changes everything about my dimension. And I think I remember, I think I was 8, 17 when I read that book. Because I remember I was still in Nigeria very well. I read a very particular book. The book made me to understand that an average man looking at me you looking at me now an average man has been given 50,000 people for them to impact before their life on earth is over 50,000 people now you think that your own life is just for you to bless your family and your loved ones just around you my dear as far as the mark of God is concerned you have not even done the drop. If 50,000 is the minimum to do, my dear, come out of your house and begin, and begin to think. I mean, come out of your closet. Come out of that comfort zone where you think that it's me, myself, and I, and you are like that greedy king. Now my soul can rest and die. It is time for you to come out. So the same thing also we see with the life of this very particular lady called Esther. And so all of a sudden, we begin to see how this very particular conspiracy begin to unfold. As we begin to look at the book of Esther chapter 3, from verse 1 to verse 11. Esther chapter 3 from verse 1 to verse 11. Before I even read about that part, I want to say something to somebody who all of a sudden, you've helped. I, I, I don't know, I begin to feel this very particular pressure right now. I'm trying to go ahead of it because I want to shrink time. But all of a sudden, I'm feeling this, so I need to address this for somebody. The Lord is ministering to me that all of a sudden, you've done something very wonderful. You've done something to save a family, save a company, save something. But all of a sudden, all they did to you was just to forget you at the gate. You are like Mordecai who discovered a plot. A plot that they want to kill the king. But all that happened was the fact that they left you at the gate. They left you. Nobody even said thank you to you. Nobody even come and say what can be done to this person. I'm here to tell you this morning that God said to me to tell you. By the time I was preparing for this message, your name was mentioned in my spirit. He said tell my daughter, tell my son that that place where they have done something good and they have forgotten them. He said tell them that a day of remembrance is coming for them this week. A day of remembrance is coming for you this week in the name of Jesus. And so let's begin to rush down on, the, on our concept with this very particular, the core, the reason why Esther was put at the top there. We get to see that Haman now all of a sudden began to come up with a conspiracy. What was the conspiracy? He wanted to wipe out the Jews. Now this is the thing, when I was studying the Bible, 
I discovered that this viper CM never allowed bitterness. This is one morning I'm going to warn somebody this morning. No matter what you do, no matter how people annoyed you, please don't breed bitterness in your spirit. Because bitterness will make you forget process. Make you forget that God is angry to those who are angered to people. The Bible says that, that those who do not have help, God will become the one who will be the fortitude to defend them. The Bible says here, yeah, I mean, on this very particular scripture, we notice that Haman was promoted and all of a sudden, because he was the second right-hand man, I mean, what's called? The right-hand man to King Hazarus. Haman all of a sudden discovered that one man refused to bow. If people are not greeting you, what's your problem? If you don't greet you, move on with your life. But all of a sudden, Haman began to breed anger in him. Why would this Jews guy who is sitting at the gate not greet me? Now, the problem he had was with Haman. But he decided to let anger breed on him and expanded the bitterness in him to the point that maybe if he was targeting him and it would have been better, he would have succeeded in targeting him. But he now pushes his anger that as long as this one person has offended me, I am ready to wipe out the whole of Jews. Does that sound like some people currently in our continent called Africa? Where just because one Nigeria, one Ghanaian, one South Africa, one Congolese offended you or did something wrong in your own dictionary because why? Your opinion is right at that very particular moment. But all of a sudden, you begin to generalize every other people. My dear, no matter how angered you are, no matter how bitter you are, generalization is a poison that can kill you fast. Is a poison that can bury you fast because why God will begin to put importers, begin to put advantage of possibility with those people that you hate, just to make sure that He makes you understand that see, I'm bigger than you. Because why generalization is a demonic spell shot into the fibers of Africa, and that's why we see that's why for me when I see people generalize, if you attack me as a Nigeria, trust me, I have no problem. No, I have I, I, it's okay. It, it's your opinion. It's your right. You can do what you want to do. I'm not bothered. But the moment you generalize, I remember one time, I think it was years back when I was still in the actively involved in my radio business, Dexterity then. I remember that time when, uh, what you call this man, Prophet T.B. Joshua of Blessed Memory now, all of a sudden when, when, when that incident happened in Nigeria where about 272 people died in the synagogue church of our nation, I remember how one of the radio stations here in South Africa, if I'm not mistaken, I think it was Power FM, I remember very well because it was what was one of my favorite radio stations, all of a sudden, they keep talking in the news, Nigeria killed 272 people, at a particular point in time I was quiet, I'm like okay, let me be quiet. Let me listen to this news. Ha! The news begin to come out from different... I say, no, I need to address this thing. If it is a one TB Joshua killed, I won't be angry. But are you trying to tell me that over, what you call, over 200 million people would come in and kill 272 people? Do you notice that the match does not make sense? I, I called the station. Called my ambassador. Tell them this thing. We make sure that anything we can do because you cannot say Nigeria killed 227 people. Because why? The idea of generalization, when something happens to you, deal with it individual. Stop generalizing because why? You'll be so shocked. And this is me as a warning to somebody. Because your next blessing may come from that same place where you think that nothing good will ever come out from that very particular place. I'm a practical example of that thing. Me, me, me. I'm an example. I'm an example. And I'm going to put myself on the table. I concluded that as a particular tribe, I will not marry. No, forget it. Because why? The pain I went through. But thank God I did not generalize. Because if not so, my wife would still have come from South Africa. But at least, thank God that my brain was wide enough for me to be able to kill generalization very quick. I killed it very quick. And boom, 
the same place where my pain was was the same place where the blessing come out from my dear be careful when it comes to the place of bitterness the same thing also happens to the life of Haman Haman was so bitter because of Haman I mean because of Mordecai decided to now fight a whole nation and said these people called Jews I'm going to wipe them out in one day so that I don't see anything called Jews my dear when you begin to go that far you are beginning to want to become a god and god see you cannot take god's hand you can't take god's place as long as god has his hand on a particular people my dear be careful when you go talk to that very particular people the same thing also applies to you as long as god has a hand upon your life want those who are trying to talk anything against you because you know too well that by the time your god is going to arise it will be a pity party for them and you will go celebrate them by donating a coffin for them to be buried the same thing also applied to Haman. We begin to see in chapter 3 of Esther chapter 3 from verse 1 to verse 11. Esther chapter 3 from verse 1 to verse 11. The Bible says here, there is something I want to bring out in a very particular scripture that I want to use to address some certain things that is very important. The Bible makes us to understand that when Haman now was now number 2 of this very particular portfolio that he was occupying with the kings, at what's called, at the king's cabinet, all of a sudden the Bible says, the man went to meet this very particular king, King Ahasuerus, and said, King, there are some certain Jew people, certain community and tribes in this place that they do not honor you at all. Your word that you say they don't want to honor. And so because of that, there is a solution in which I've provided. But remember that the pain of Haman was Mordecai. But he went to the king to lie before the king. No wonder he, the, way the, the way his death came was very, was very interesting. All of a sudden, we now see. Now, this is where it becomes very interesting for me that I want, I want you to open your Bible. What's it called? Esther chapter 3. Please open your Bible and let's go there. Esther chapter 3 from verse 8. The Bible now says, after he has said all those things to King, to King Hazarus, the Bible now says in verse 8. Now, the Bible says, then Haman said to King Hazarus, he said, there are certain people scattered and dispersed among the people of all the provinces of your kingdom. He said, their laws are different from all other peoples. He said, and they do not keep the laws. He said, therefore, it is not fitting for them, for the king to let them remain. It is not, remember, his problem was Mordecai, not the people. Now, let's look at verse 9. He now says, if it please the king, let a decree be written so that they be destroyed. He says, and I will pay tens of thousands of talent, uh, silver, into the hand of those uh, who will do the work and bring it to the king's treasure. He says, so the king, uh, he says, so the king took his signet ring uh, from his hand and gave it to Haman and says, son, uh, he says, the son, the enemies of the Jews are yours. Uh, he says, and the king said to Haman, the money and the people are given to you. Do with them as it seems good to you. Now, my main focus, I want to focus before I begin to go down. Is the fact that let's look at verse 9. If it please the king, because I want to bring something that is going to be very interesting and eye-opening. Why what we are seeing is happening in our corridors, and yet we the church with so much prayed about holiness, righteousness, without which no man shall see the Lord. But yet a system is beating us down, which is what I call the system of money. My dear money is not evil. I don't care who says so. That's why we see our church all full with people coming every day praying and binding the devil instead of engaging some certain things. I think I remember I posted in my Facebook. I said prayer is not enough. As much as you learn how to pray, learn how to pay. As much as you learn how to pray your way to prosperity, learn how to pay your way to prosperity. I remember last week Sunday I was talking about the Bible said the gift of a man will make way before him. He will stand before king and not mean men. Not only prayer, gift, my dear, is important. The Bible says in verse 9, Haman, after bringing the nice presentation 
He now said to the king, King, don't bother to waste your money. I know that you are a big boy, but I want to pay for this. I don't want you. I will pay for it. The Bible says he paid tens of thousands. Does that sound familiar to what we are currently going in South Africa? Where all of a sudden, we are sitting at a place where the church has been locked for too long. Even up to now, we are sitting at 750 members. A church that has a capacity of 3,000 cannot even do that. Cannot even come. But somebody called a Haman has been sitting with the president and paid their way for the church to remain closer because they know that if the church door is open that all of a sudden the supernatural possibility will kill down COVID-19 but as much as we are busy behind the scene praying and we are not finding our ways with the financial power and the pillar to meet President Zuba, I mean, President Ramaphosa and tell him dude I hear you what you are saying. Let the church door be open. If it's COVID, man, what you call it, you want to talk about? We can buy all the machine for you, but our door will be open. I bet you, hear me. You bring that kind of solution, the door of the church will be open immediately. There is something that answers when you know how to pay your way out. One of the truth of it is this, my dear. Payment system is a system that you can use to either make things go for you or make things go against you. I remember telling you last week Sunday, I said, yes, bribery is very wrong. I agree. But as some someone payway pay system that you can put on the table that even anybody who wants to kill you would open door for you. Payway system. Hey man, under, what's it called? Hey man, understand that this very particular thing for me to lock down the church, lock down the system, lock down everything. President Ramaphosa, take this money and I will lock and let me and president remove his ring and give it to the certain sect of people that closed down our church. As much as we keep praying and fasting and binding the devil without us praying and without us finding a system and strategy to begin to employ the payment system that can empower us in our hand, we will remain a beggar to the system that we're supposed to be able to run. We remain a beggar to a system that was supposed to be able to govern. The Bible says that the government shall be upon his shoulder. We are supposed to be the one to carry the government, not the government carrying us. We are supposed to be the one because why? There is a system that we are missing. As much as we are heavily minded, there are majority of our churches that they are utterly useless. They are not useful to this very particular end. I refuse that for platform church and I refuse that for everyone streaming upon this very particular thing this morning. In the name of Jesus, you'll be useful in heaven and useful on earth. When we are looking at paying bills to feed the nation, they will come to the church. Now that's the dimensions of what God is about to put in the hand of somebody. We are all of a sudden a mechanic who is just a car dealer working in a mechanic shop. God begin to compel resources into them because why? There is something in the heart of that mechanic. My dear, I want to beg somebody this season that we are in. We are in a Kairos moment where you will begin to see resources land in the hand of some certain people that you feel they don't qualify. But I know what God is trying to prove. God is trying to check the heart of the people and to see if I give you this one million, can I find my interest in it? If I give you this, even with the 10,000 rand you are collecting, I mean you are currently earning, can God find his interest in it? Can God find his interest in it? This very particular man, him and understand what it means to hold that very particular man, money and use it for the interest of him. And not for the interest of God. Now let's begin to go as we begin to do. I decide to pause and to make sure that I clear that very particular thing. And please and please hear me. I want to beg you four things. This is my own, this is my own research. See, these four things have helped me in every way. So sometimes secrets can be shared for free. And that's the thing about us pastors. We give you for free that you go and pay. Somebody 2005 for a two hours lecture. But we give you for free every Sunday. Four things, I beg you, hear me. Four things, write it down. Four things that you should never play with. 
four things that you should always have with your, with your side. In fact, if you can't have the four things, at least have one. I beg you, have one, have one. Number one, what is the thing? Have God. Oh, my dear, have God, have God. When you have God on your side, you can pull supernatural possibility. Always have God. The place you know that God is the author and finisher of my faith. Have not just by confession, but by relationship. You know that your heart and God's heart, you guys stick. You guys are like, you guys are like the same WhatsApp group. Number one, have God. Number two, I beg you, have money. Have money. Yo, have money. Stop all this nonsense praying and fasting for too long when you're supposed to be drawing your business plan. You are, you are trying to use prayer and fasting and speaking in tongues to cover you sitting down developing your business strategy. My dear, it can't work. It can't work. Even me, your pastor, if I employ you to work in my company and your job is to work 9 to 5 to, to offer services to me and you are using 9 to 5 to pray, as much as I'm a pastor, I'll fire you. I will fire you. 100% because that 9 to 5 is for me to make money. Forget it. I don't care. Have money. Money. Even the Bible said it. Money answered all things. But what we and I know, money answered most things. We can't use the word all things. Solomon just because understand that it answers all things. Because money can't buy salvation. Money can't buy life. The air you are breathing, money can't buy. So money answered most things. My dear, I beg you have money. When you have money in your pocket, there's some certain prayer you won't pray. Imagine somebody who is busy praying for 2,500. And standing around somebody who's praying for five, who's praying for five million. I remember I will never forget a particular story that happened in a church in Nigeria. It was a very interesting story. <laughs> it was very, this very particular guy came to came to the church to pray. The both of them came to the church to pray. One of them was busy praying, was believing God for his renter. Father, Lord, I believe God for my renter. I think his renter, if I'm not mistaken, was about fifty thousand naira. Father, I believe God for my renter. He was binding the devil, shouting in church, blah blah blah, go yo. And now this very particular rich guy who also came to the church to pray. And while he was praying, he was angry because this one who was busy shouting, God, I did my rent. God, I did my rent. Blah, 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 blah. He was shouting. This guy who was rich, his problem was not that. And as he's trying to pray, he keeps hearing this very particular one making noise. And he was tired. Yeah. He now stood up, went to meet this guy. Dude, you are asking God for 50,000 rand. Is that not 50,000 naira? Is that not so? Say yes. Take the money. Get out. Because I, my problem is not 50,000. So what some of you are praying for is what some, of, some people are playing with. You are praying, God bless me with a house. Some people are dashing house. So every man is according to his own level. But please, I beg you, no matter how you do, have money. Money. See, I know that the church make us, some of the church has made us to feel that money is evil. That the love of money is the beginning of all evil. And go, my dear, calm down. Nobody, including me or pastor, all of us will like money because money pays the rental. The platform I'm using to stream with you, money buys those things. The equipment that I'm using now to make sure everything, it is not by faith. There is a level faith stop that money takes over. Faith even compel money to come. Then after then, then faith stop, money takes over. You can pray faith to have the money when money come. You can't use faith to go and pay your rent. It's not possible because the landlord will chase you out of his house. My dear, number one, have God. Number two, have money. Number three, I beg you, have mouth. Have mouth. Know what to say. Even the Bible says, uh, he make us talk. He says, for by your word, uh, you shall be justified. And by your word, also shall be condemned. My dear, have mouth. Have mouth. Know what to talk. And you see, there are places you go. Don't keep quiet. You have to let people know I've arrived. They look at you, you are proud. It's okay, I'm selling my product. Have mouth. Have mouth. It was mouth. Uh, even the Bible says in Proverbs 18, 21. He said, life and death are in the power of your tongue. He said, and those who love it will eat of the fruit thereof. Have mouth. Number one, have God. Number two, have mouth. Number three, have money. Please, I beg you, have them. Then number four, find nothing. Have people and men around you. Have people and men around you. 
Because you get to a particular point that will show you the life of Esther. It gets to the point that people she keep around herself was the people who came together to hold her in the place of the spirit so that she can be able to pull that very particular porter. Please, four things I beg. If you forget this message, don't forget this four. Number one, have God. Number two, have money. Number three, have mouth. Number four, have people. If you have these four, my dear, life will be sweet. It will be sweet for you. And so because of that, now let's begin to go into my, I just had to do a detour on that point so that we can then be able to address this very particular thing. Now let's begin to go into now the place where I call the season of season which has begun for the life of Esther. I hope some of you are blessed because I'm taking my time for me to explain this to you so that by the time we go into our communion, you know what you pray for. Now the core of the reason why the service is this. And all of a sudden we begin to see that the scripture we've just read in the book of Esther chapter 3, a verdict has been made. Somebody has paid. We now see Mordecai. Because I'm going to show you, if not to this service, maybe on Thursday, I'm going to show you about few things that you will know when it is your time and your season for you to be able to jump into some certain space. Because you can then know your time and season. It is possible to know that. See, God will not be that, God will not be that smart and yet forget for him to give us signs for times and season. No. There are scriptural, what you call, scriptural structure that made us understand the times and seasons in God. But that's not what I'm going to do now. But before I get there, I pray that we're able to get into that very particular place. But let's look at now, the Bible says in the book of Esther chapter 4 from verse 13 and 17. Esther chapter 4 from verse 13 to verse 17. Now the Bible says now where the thing becomes interesting. The Bible says now where the problem began. It says, and Mordecai told Esther. Remember that at this point now, Esther is now the queen. She's now staying in palace. She's now eating three course meal every day. She now understands what it means for her shoe to be washed. Ah, this very particular point, possibility that she's beginning to forget uh, that she was one time a slave uh, staying at the back of Shushan. And the Bible says, and Mordecai said to Esther, do not think in your heart uh, that you will escape the king's palace uh, any more than all the other Jews. Uh, he said, for if you remain completely silent at a time as this, if you remain completely silent as a time like this, he said, relief and deliverance will arise from the Jews from another place. He said, but you and your father's house will perish. Yet who knows whether you would have come to the kingdom for a time such as this. Who knows whether you would have come to the kingdom for a time such as this. My dear sisters and brothers, I feel like preaching to somebody. We are currently in a state in our continent. We are currently in a state in Africa. We are currently in a state in South Africa. You listening to me. You were bound for such a time like this. My dear Esther. Looking at me. Listening at me sweating this morning. I'm here to tell you. If you keep quiet. Africa will decay. If you keep quiet. South Africa will perish. But you were bound for such a time as this. The Bible made me to understand. That sometimes. The palace can come. And it will make you forget the pains where you come from. The palace has a way of making you forget the experience that sponsored you to that place. The palace has the pain to make you do so. The palace, if you're not careful, the palace will present itself to you. You know that the reason why you took that job was for you to fight for freedom, was for you to fight for the abuse, fight for the rape, fight for the violence, protect human rights. But all of a sudden, you get into that very particular place. 
I feel like addressing somebody this morning. I know it's a risk for me to take the risk, but I'm willing to take the risk. Dear President, dear President of Nigeria, dear President of South Africa, I'm here to address this morning. There's a reason why you took that place. You were praying for you to be a president. The presidential seat has been given to you. The same thing that you used to pray. You are now fighting that same thing. The same thing that you used to pray. I remember when South Africa was in, under the apartheid regime. The church was what you used to get the freedom. Now you are sitting in the presidency. You are fighting the church. You were put for a time as days not to fight the church, but to help the church so that the church can take its position. You've forgotten so fast. Watch what happened to him. Watch what happened to people who hate the church. And all of a sudden, you are sitting in the palace. You've forgotten thus far. I'm addressing you, the leaders. I'm addressing you, the parliamentarians. I'm addressing you, the CEO. You were put in where you are for such a time as this. I'm addressing you my ministers I'm addressing you my counselors I'm addressing you you were put for such a time as this if you see that one fold your hands I speak in the order of Mordecai help will come from somewhere and when the help come your family will not be in view your family will not be remembered I will thank God for the likes of men we can still remember because why they choose to make sure that when the palace opportunity came they don't forget uh, that such a time as this, uh, I was put in a position for this. Uh. One of the things I'm going to mention this morning, uh, is the fact that uh, our father understand that for such a time uh, where they were currently presented with the opportunity, uh, they did not allow the palace experience uh, to keep them behind the scene. Uh. They did not allow the palace experience. Uh, and this is the most interesting thing. Uh. There are people who could fight more with our fathers who fight for Africa. But majority of them kept quiet. But thank God for the likes of Nelson Mandela. Thank God for the likes of Kwame Nkrumah. Thank God for the likes of Patrick Lumumba of, 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 of Congo. Thank God for the likes of Obafemi Awolowo of Nigeria. Thank God for the likes of Kenneth Kaunda. And majority of those who put their hand for them to say, the palace may be here. But I refuse to allow the palace make me forget the pain that I'm here to solve. My dear... The opportunity in which you are sitting now currently, you are put in that very particular place for a reason. I feel like doing a bit of a history this morning to my fellow South Africa, who you are watching South African economy go down the drain. You are watching the president bringing policies and systems that are fighting our growth of our economy. Watching the president closing down some certain sectors that has the ability to empower our system. Let me remind you that once upon a time, when the likes of Mawini Madikisela, she was standing on the ground, making sure that she spent almost 491 days in the prison sustaining something that she has an opportunity for her to be able to avoid. She had the opportunity to say, no, I don't want to partake in this. My husband, if you can just cut corners, we can be free. I don't want to pay the price. But she understand that I was born for such a time as this. She understand that as long as my women is still in poverty, as long as my women is still being segregated, as long as my freedom is not complete. I will not sit on the bed using the heater. I'm going to sleep in the prison. Still echo my voice as if that was not enough. You remember the likes of David Webster. This was one of the guys who was unapologetic. He fight with his life. You are watching rugby black people. You are watching cricket black people. Right now you see people playing rugby and cricket. This was a game that was done by the white. All of a sudden David Webster came on the scene. He says I'm not going to allow my privilege of 
opportunity for me not to allow my time to be able to write a narrative. David Webster decided to stand at the Rhodes University in 1965 and he fought at the age of 22. You are currently 35. You are currently 49. What are we going to remember you for? David Webster decided to say, I'm going to fight this soccer or this sport. Black must be involved. He fight with his life for that to happen. Let me remind you, dear South Africa, there are people who fought for your freedom. One of them is called Helen Susan. Helen Susan, you know her very well. She was criticized by the governing party for enforcing the apartheid recognition. And she chose and she opposed that very particular thing. She put her hand on the chest and says, if I have to die for my people to be free, Helen Susan did not sit back. She chose to fight for South Africa. Helen Susan did not sit back. She decided to say, not in my watch. For a time as this, I was born to make freedom. I dare you, South Africa. I dare you watching me. What were you born for such a time for? You are currently breathing. You are currently living. What is the thing that you are called to do? You can't just be breathing air, consuming the air, and yet not making no impact. You are wasting the air that God gave to you. I challenge you this morning. Remember the lives of Solomon Manklangu. This was a man who was from grade 8. Decided to be a fighter. He fight for the Soweto uprising, which you and I know too well. It's part of the thing that we're currently experiencing. When we talk about the youth, he was massacred on simply because he refused to bend the quarters. A young boy at age eight could agree, I mean at grade eight, could agree and say, I was born for a time as this. My dear sisters in the church, my dear brothers in the church, I am here to challenge you. You can't be in the church and think that if the world decay, it will not come to the church. It will come to the church. We see what COVID did. We are busy fighting to be at the pulpit. We are busy trying to preach. Fighting your pastors. Fighting the deacons. Fighting your elders. But there are battles in the field that you are not fighting. I come this morning with a holy anger to place a demand on you. It is time for you to fight. You were born for such a time as this. That which you don't like. That which burdens you. If you see your continent. I remember I keep saying this and I'll keep saying it. I have a dream that one day if I'm going to use the pulpit every service I have, I'm going to say it until my last breath on earth. I believe God one day that this continent called Africa we will not be judged by our colors. We will not be judged by our nationality. A book of passport will not separate us anymore. A color, a race, a character, xenophobic racism will not separate us. I have a dream that one day a South Africa will become a president in Gabon. I have a dream one day a Kenya will become a president in Nigeria that this continent Africa is not going to be governed by your nationality but be governed by what you can bring on the table. It's not going to be governed by your race or color but it's going to be governed by the solution you can bring. I have a dream one day that a man from South Africa will wake up in the morning and decide to go do business in Uganda without him thinking, do I have the permit? Do I have the know-how? Do I have the stuff because why the system will be open 
I'm here to challenge you, my dear Africans. If you think that was not enough, I will never forget the statement of Solomon McClangu. When I remember that very particular statement, he beat me. The Bible says when he was, I mean, that very particular history says that when he was being hanged on March 2nd, 1987, 1978, when he was being executed, that the story made me to understand that his last word was this. I say it as the way it was written. He said, my blood will nourish the tree that will bear the fruit of freedom. He said, tell my people, I love them and they must continue to fight. We've got it to the point in Africa, my dear South Africa. You make it look as if freedom has been given to you. No, the economic power is still not in your hand. You make it look as if you are free. You are not free. It was just a franchise system. My dear South Africa, you are not free, but it's a franchise. There are people that control the power. The BEE is not a thing that empowers the black. The BEE system is to put a peg for you not to be able to break into some certain banking arena. Because when you patronize that very particular industry, You've put a limit upon yourself. Racism is no more in the road. Racism is now in the office. Hate is now in the office. You see a fellow black hating on a fellow black. A fellow white not liking a black person. You see a black person who is a senior manager will not want to help a fellow black when it comes to funding opportunity because why? Racism has entered into the corporate office. This man says, he says, I'm here to make you understand that the fight continues. My blood will be the fertilizer that will fertilize the trees uh, so that we can go and fight. Uh. I thought that EFF would be the solution. Uh. But from what I'm saying, I don't know uh, if EFF still carry that very particular grace. Uh. You and I know too that uh, the ruling party, uh, it looks as if they missed the mark. Uh. Dear, we can't find anything with them. Uh. I can't, we don't know where they are. Uh. IFP, we don't even understand what they are saying. Uh. But my dear sisters and brothers, uh, it is not about political party. Uh. It is about the position where you are. Uh. What are you doing uh, for a time as this uh, with the position that has been given to you? It was reminded to Esther, you were put there for a time as this. As if that was not an offer. Let me remind you of Steve Biko, the one who spearheaded the formation of South African student organization known as Sasso. He fought with his life. Have you forgotten of the woman called Albertina Susulu, who was part of the woman? She was a nurse, but yet a freedom fighter. I know you say, but I can't fight her. You can be a cook in that very particular white man's kitchen, but yeah, you can fight her. You can be a preacher working in a very particular sector. You can fight her. The ability for African, for righteousness to prevail is the fight given to us but yet we will not lose our sword if our sword needs to be in our hand for us to remove the devil we have to do that if you're forgetting about Albert Nasusulu let me remind you of a woman called Lillian Ungoye you know the woman very well this was a woman who by herself she founded that very particular movement that led people in 1954 down to the union building in case you've forgotten let me remind you of Helen Joseph who was one of the organizers of the historic march in 1958, August 9, and she was a founding member of the South African Congress of Democrats. Ah, but she fought, even though she was a white. She was fighting for the black cause. In case you've forgotten, let me remind you of a woman who her name was called Charlotte. Charlotte was also known as a mother of black freedom in South Africa. She fought for the right of women and also helped education available for black children. My 
dear sisters and brothers, you have what to offer. There is something in your hand you can put as if you've forgotten. Let me remind you of another woman. Her name was called Pumzile. Pumzile, who happened to be one of the South African women. She fought for freedom of this country. Her blood was on the line. My dear sisters and brothers, you are watching me this morning if I'm going to pack the service here. But I'm here to challenge you. You are born for a time as this. You might be a writer. Write the story of Africa. You might be a preacher. Preach freedom and let them understand that God came for that freedom. You may be an evangelist, evangelize Christ, but let them understand that they have been break free from the oppression of darkness. That the kind of attack that is attacking them is not the one that was created by God. An enemy has done this. My dear sisters and brothers, I want you to understand this. Don't be fooled that Africa is free. We are not free. And this is me now saying this on the table. For you to know that Africa is not free. Let me help you to have a thought this morning. Try to think of an Africa that is united. And see the people who is going to question that narrative from your mouth. Try put that thinking on the table. An Africa that we don't do. We don't do our market analysis based on 55, African, 55 million people of South Africa. My dear... As much as much you fight this very particular free trade zone business, for me it's an entry level. It's an entry. I'm going to give this free of charge. It's an entry level. The truth of it is this. For us to be able to spread the gospel of Christ and for Africa to operate in the faith and in the light of God's consciousness. God's consciousness also comes with the reality of having financial freedom, financial rest, marital settlement, having a life that is void of offense towards God and towards man, but you're living a big boy life. My dear, as much as the free trade zone is good, I remember one time I was speaking with my wife. We were both just talking, brainstorming. I said, don't you think it is nice when you are doing your business proposal for the film you want to write or the film you want to produce. You are not doing your business proposal from the position of 55 million people. But you are doing your business proposal from the position of 2.2 billion population on planet Earth. Because why? Access has been opened. You are the one thinking that that very particular freedom, where every country, you don't have any regulation for you to stop. I stand as God's servant, known as Pastor Darlington, broadcasting live from South Africa from the platform church, and I put my voice, I declare that whatever is stopping the free trade zone business to take effect, I cause that thing from the root now, in the name of Jesus. I was born for a time as this. I echo my voice to the system. You that devil, you that white, you that Indians, you that Peruvian, you that black, that is fighting against Africa for being united, I curse you dead in the name of Jesus. It is time for you to fight. The Bible made me to understand that when Esther got a memo, she understood that I am put in this place. I may not be the one that caused the problem, but I understand how to put the solution. Esther understand that it is up to her for her to bring the solution. And like Mordecai said to Esther, if you don't do anything, help will come from another source. If you are not going to speak for the church, if you are not going to speak for Africa, if you are not going to speak for your continent, but rather want to just stay for you yourself on yourself, my dear, I'm going to tell you this morning, without no apology to your race or nationality or your pedigree, help is going to come from another side and we will forget you that you've ever lived on this very particular planet. We will forget you quickly, forget you like a flash, because why? There is nothing we can see about you that you will do, you have done in this very particular season. My dear, like Mordecai says, is it how you do it or help come from another side? Thank God for Esther. Esther chapter 4 from verse 15 and 17. The Bible says, Esther said to this guy, 
He said to him, he says, yeah. Then Esther told him, he replied to Mordecai, go gather the Jews and the people who are present in Shushan. He said, fast for me, neither eat nor drink for three days, neither day or night. He said, my men and I will also fast. He said, also, I will go to the king and in which the law is against. If I perish, I perish. It gets to a particular point where you look and say to yourself, this comfort zone, this glass has abstained. I'm tired of the experience. There is more to me than the glass house. There is more to me than my Prada and my Gucci. There is more to me than my Gavinci. There is more to me than a passion pair for use. There is more to me than the Bugatti Veyron. There is more to me than the Bentley, the Rolls Royce, the things I think that they are. There is more to you than you selling your body left, right, and center. You have a voice for you to do. Esther wake up and say, engage in this fast for me. If I die, I die. How many of us can put our hand on our chest and declare, if I die, I die. But I'm going to take a course. Before we begin to look at the next episode, which I call Face of Fear, all of a sudden we see with Esther, all of a sudden Esther decided that fast for me. My dear sisters and brothers, the next move and the next thing that we are looking for from God, the next move that God has for us, it will come on the portal of sacrifice. It will come on the portal of paying the price. It will come on the portal of you willing to come out of your comfort zone. An ability for you to push. You were put there for a reason. I don't know why I'm angry this morning, but I want you to understand. If you watch a woman being raped, if you watch a man being abused, if you watch somebody insult another black and you keep quiet, you are a failure to our generation. Huh? You are supposed to speak up and fight against that very particular narrative. Huh? If you sit down huh, and a fellow black is calling another fellow black, you are a disgrace before happening before the public. Huh? You are a disgrace. What in a black calling another black? And if you see that, huh, and you see corporate racism happening in your company, huh, and you cannot fight the system, huh, my dear, I'm here for me to put my name on the line with you. Huh. If you have that kind of battle, please reach out. Huh. We will join force together and fight. Huh. If the government will be quiet and sit in Stellenbosch, huh, collecting money and yet not address the issue, huh, we will stand from the grassroots. Huh. Fear those huh, who are not afraid of dying. Huh. Fear those who are already dead huh, because they already they know that that's who we are as Christians. We are dead to Christ. Huh and we live to him is a great gain huh? all of a sudden we see three things that fasting do quickly three things that fasting do huh? when you want to engage in that nest huh? maybe that project you want to do huh? the project of delivering the people huh? the project of starting a business that can be able to empower and just to say about that huh? god has helped your church to start an online business huh? known as platform center what is the reason why we decide to do that very particular thing we did it because huh, it is time for us to enter into the space huh? the bible says the sick what's called the wealth of the sinners is little for the righteous huh? and i say until the righteous begin to do business with the sinners there will be no channel for the world to come huh? and so your church at this very particular moment huh, have an online store known as platform center you can go there and put your own product and stuff and begin to sell so that the money can come back to the kingdom we have patronized the unbelievers for too long it is time for the wealth that is laid up for the righteous the bible said the wealth is laid up which means they continually to work for it but it shall be transferred to us the righteous but if the righteous keep selling bible I'm sorry you can't get the wealth. If the righteous keep selling Rosaline, I'm sorry you can't get the wealth. If the righteous, all they sell is Holy Communion, I'm sorry you can't get the wealth. All of a sudden, we begin to say three things that fasting do. And I beg you, no matter what you do, no matter how you live your life, please and please, I beg you, engrave a fasted life into your life. Engrave a fasted life reality. Engrave it into. 
No, a week must not pass without you denying yourself of food. Close the plate. That is a destiny that is fighting for you. Close the plate. Close the plate. Close it. You've been eating Monday to Monday. Have it taken you anywhere? The highest the food is doing for you is adding weight. You are burning calories, paying 600 plus for virgin active every time. Because why? You've eaten everything and everything. Three things it does. Number one, it helps you to seek. It helps you to seek. Number two, it helps you to express. Number three, it helps you to position. How does this three thing do? It helps you to seek God for the impossible. Esther understand that for me to go and meet this very particular king, my day of reckoning has not been called upon. My day to appear before it, but I can go seek God for the impossible. There are some of you, there are some impossibility things that you need to do. The ability for you to show up for a time as this, it is not popular. You have to be the pathfinder. The reason why they call people pathfinders is because they find the path. The path was not existing, but they had to find the path. That's why you hear them, they call them the pathfinders. The pace setter. They set the pace, they find the path. Can we find your name as the pathfinder? The ability for you to seek God for the impossible. Number two, the ability to express deep concerns and worry. Africa is dying. Your church is being under attack. You are sitting down there says, as long as the church, I'm not going to do anything. My dear, fear for your generation that is coming after you. If the church is not standing, you are born for a time as this. If the church is not standing, Jesus will still be Lord, but your family will suffer. Your generation after you will pay the price that you refuse to pay now. So it is better for you to pay the price, to express deep concerns and worries to God. Number three, Remember, to position, fasting help you to position. To position properly for the manifestation of what God wants to do. It takes a position mentality for you to claim your position. It takes a positioning properly in the realm of the spirit for you to be able to pull your position primarily on earth. And so because of that, uh, beloved sisters and brothers, our father may still be blind, uh, but let me tell you, they can still dream again. Uh. The reason why the Bible says uh, that our fathers, the old ones will dream dreams uh, and the young ones will see vision uh, is because there must be a partnership uh, between our fathers uh, and also with the young generation. The partnership uh, between Mordecai and Esther, we can see it in the Bible how the thing is beginning to unfold. Uh. There are Fathers, I want to appeal to you this morning. Huh? We, the young generation, we may be very stubborn and feel as if we have it all figured out. Huh? But I beg you, fathers, forgive us. Huh? Sometimes we think we know it. I bet you we don't know. Huh? There are times in our private corners we are wondering, how do I break past this level? But the pride in us huh, has made us hurt you in the front, hurt you at the back. Huh? We've mentioned some things concerning you that you were not even part of. Huh? And even though you were part of, huh, our business was to be like huh, the other children. Huh? Of, of, of Noah, when they came and they covered their father's nakedness. Huh? Fathers, please forgive us. Huh? By the time we reach out to you, please and please, I beg you, accept us back again huh? as the prodigal son who is coming back home again for recovery. Huh? We are messing up and doing nonsense outside there. But fathers, I beg you as a young one, a young minister of the gospel, to say if you can give us one more chance again. Huh? If you can stretch your hand upon our life, huh? we are missing it far. We are not anywhere close. Huh? The reason why our father has to dream huh? so that we can be able to create a vision and a mission statement huh? for the dream in which they have. Huh? The likes of Kwame Nkrumah, Awoloha, Kenneth Kaunda, Nelson Mandela, Patrick Lumumba, they have a dream that Africa will be one. But yet, we've not carved out a vision for how that very particular thing is going to be one. Our fathers that we are seeing correctly now sitting in politics, they've lost the plot. But with the young generation, the responsibility to create the vision has been given to us. Stop saying your father time is over. It's not over. You need your dreams. You need your buttons. You need your experience for you to be able to run and move into the next level. And we see with that very particular thing, 
it gets to a particular point in Esther chapter 5. The ability, my episode number 3, to face your fears. The ability to face your fears. We get to see, the Bible says, in Esther chapter 3, I mean Esther chapter 5 from verse 1 to verse 7, the Bible says, now it happens. On the third day, that Esther put her royal robe and stood in the inner court of the king's palace, across from the king's house, while the king was sitting at the throne, in the royal house, facing the entrance of the house. Remember this very particular woman, she has engaged to seek God. She has also engaged when it comes to express her deep concern. And now she's positioned for the manifestation. All of a sudden, the Bible says in Esther chapter 5 from verse 1, Esther was not afraid. The ability to face the fear. My question to you this morning, are you going to face what is contending you? Or you sit and cry and wail? It is good to cry, it is good to wail. There comes a time you clean your tears on your face, carry your handkerchief and wipe your face, put a perfume, dress up, face that same thing that challenges you. Face it. You have empowered for you to be a solution. My dear, let me say this. You are praying for God to come and do something on planet earth. Let me disappoint you, he's not going to come. He's only going to use men who will be able to pull the system of advantage for them to be able to engage. Forget it. God has given this earth to the children of men. It is in your hand, in my hand. Everything we see happening, we allowed it, including the nonsense. What you can say, I'm to say, Bill Gates, including the nonsense COVID 19 sponsored by those devils. It is because why we've not taken what belongs to us. The Bible says, and Esther face her fears, she stands in the front. And now, this is what happened when the supernatural takes shape. The Bible says, So it was, verse 2. When the king saw Esther, remember that Esther carried an anointing of when you see me. You favor me. But she was not too familiar with that very particular grace. She knows I carry the favor for see me and favor. Somebody, you need to change your name. My name is see me and favor. See me and favor me. When she showed up, but remember that the same see me and favor she used when she was getting to the palace. She needed a different level of see me and favor me when she's now at the palace to operate and to obtain a system that only kings can give her. Now she has a husband, but yet there's a level of your husband that... You cannot compel your husband to do some certain things. Because why? He is there to protect, provide, what's called secure. But there is a level of the king your husband occupies. You have to get to that level to talk as a king, as a queen on the kingship part. The Bible says when the, when the king saw her Esther. Now this is what again. He said that Esther found favor in his sight. And the king held out, his, held out to Esther the golden scepter and said to Esther, he said, come near me and touch the thing. And Esther came closely and touched the thing. He said, the king asked Esther, what do you wish? What is your request? It shall be given to you. Now, guess what? Esther has not yet asked, but half of the kingdom was already given. Even to the half of my kingdom, which means if the man is controlling 120 provinces, Esther controls 60. 60 was given to Esther. 60 was given to Esther. And this is what Esther says here. So Esther answers and says, if it please the king, if you notice a statement, wisdom is profitable. One of the things that we're going to be looking, because of my time is fast spent, I'll push it to on Sunday, I mean on Thursday. One of the things we're going to be looking, what are the things that Esther carry? Esther carry a grace of being initiative. She was very, very creative. Remember that our fathers can dream. Mordecai said to Esther, go to the king and tell him. But Esther know that, see, just because you are, you are sitting at the gate, you don't understand what I'm facing at the palace. The palace is good, yes, but as a system that governs. Remember that Bodhikaya is not exposed to the palace experience. And with the palace principle and system, Esther has the advantage. There are some reasons why God has positioned us with the young generation. It's because we have the advantage of vision. We have the advantage of strength. We have the advantage of capacity. We have the advantage of to run and not be weary. That grace has been given to us. So our fathers can be at the gate. 
but because we carry the grace of insight creativity the bible says and esther remember that when esther appeared here in verse 3 i mean verse 4 of esther chapter 5 in verse 4 it says so esther if it please the king let the king and Haman come to the table to the banquet that i have prepared for him Esther would have been stupid to say king they are about to kill me but she knows that the shortest cut to a king heart is to present a gift before them and that's why the bible says a gift will make way for you you will stand before kings and not me men your gift will make way Esther presented a gift. My dear, let me warn you, I warn you. African children, my generation, my proud and arrogant generation, you cannot enter the corridors of a king without having a gift in your hand. Esther understand that part of my strategy was for me to hold something. I know that I don't have the money to give, but I can cook good food. Esther said, watch me find my way into this man's heart and kill this idiot called Mordecai without no Bible. Guess what? Esther used her stove and her pot to kill a whole Haman and every of his children. Stove and pot, I know you will not understand. Esther used stove and pot, the kitchen, the fried rice and chicken that you eat every day. That was what Esther had in his hand for her to use to fight the possibility. And all of a sudden, when the king agreed her, to come and see Esther. They had the first day. The king asked Esther, what shall be done again, even to the half of my kingdom? The king said, chillas. Sometimes don't be quick for you to show your vulnerability. Don't be quick. Hold and package yourself. Not everywhere you go, you'll be showing that things are wrong in your life. Sometimes people don't want to hear your excuses. They want to see your solution. The, the woman now came back and said, king, can you and this guy again come back again the second day? This time now, I don't want to just present you fried rice and chicken. I want to bring some nice food for you. I want to bring, you know, there's this very particular meal my wife likes making. You know, by the time we get to the end of the cooking, when she tells me she wants to make that thing, the thing is nice. It's very nice. Yo. As a matter of fact, I ate it yesterday. Yes, it was nice. You know that I was full. After I finished service, I'm going there to download it. Else I understand that, yes, I've made this very particular meal for you. You know, sometimes, I forgot the name of it. I think it's called, uh, babe, you can remind me. I don't know if it's Musho or something like that. You know that thing that looks like, it looks like Gary in Nigeria. But it was nice. Yeah, it was nice. I would like it. It's nice. Like I said, if I finish, I'll go on. But this is the thing Esther understand. Esther knew that my time for me to be able to nail this guy. You know, I like saying something. When something happened the first time, is a mistake. Happened the second time, my dear, don't joke with it. Something is about to go down on the table. When it happens with Adam, Adam lost what you call the position with, with God. All of a sudden, sin came to it. But watch out when second time happened. When second, devil had no clue that second time is finishing. The same thing also, Esther was a prototype of Jesus. Esther came, remember, Esther had no father, no mother. Jesus had no earthly father. She just, he just had a biological mother. Everything about him was still in heaven. But yet, he was able to run the race. And all of a sudden, just the same way Mordecai was the one that was a guidance to Esther, the same way Mary was a guidance, a privileged opportunity to be able to watch this mystery called Christ. The same thing also apply. Mordecai was given the privilege to watch this mystery called Esther. And this is me pleading again one more time to our fathers. Some of the sons that are available and daughters are available to you, there are mysteries in your hand. Be patient with us. I know we can be very stubborn. I know we can be very bitter. We can be very opinionated. But please and please, I know you want us to go and meet the king and shout. But sometimes, please, I want you to be patient with us. That on this level where we are seeing things, we can't shout. We need the vision and the system for us to sit and write and find a way out. Then we get to see the Bible says that when Esther, when this guy came again the second time to eat the food, 
He had no clue that this second one is going to be your final destiny. Now that leads me to my point number four. The episode number four is what I call don't be distracted. Don't be distracted. Don't be distracted. How do don't be distracted? We get to see that despite the fact that Haman has eaten the food, possibility that Esther might be thinking that because I've given this guy food, maybe he should have changed. Esther chapter 5 from verse 9 to verse 14. I won't be able to read it in full, but I'm going to pick some of the scripture. Esther 5, 9 to 14. This was when Haman plunged against Mordecai. This time now, he decided to go and take the anger very deep to dig a gallow or to build a gallow to kill Mordecai. He wants to give Mordecai a public disgrace. And all of a sudden, remember, Esther has fed this guy twice. Ah! Be careful when your enemy feed you. Be careful, be careful, be careful. Because they are salt and they are pepper. Ah, all you criminals going to steal people's food. Be careful. If they don't talk, their pepper and their salt will fight you. Be careful, be careful, be careful. All you armed robbers, 419ers, be careful, be careful. My guys call it my, my what you call it? my A. Ability to press button. Be careful. Those are somebody's sweat that you are about to go, that you are eating. All of a sudden, Esther prepared two meals for this idiot called Arman. And yet, he was still planning to kill his uncle. Planning. And get what? Imagine if Esther heard that the gallow has been prepared and she got discouraged. Because, my dear, this is something I want to say to you this morning. As you're about to step out of the service this morning, that very particular anticipation of possibility you want to see happen, the enemy will still attack. The enemy doesn't give up. Because he's even angry that you are listening to this very particular service this morning. Because now, he knows that a God is unveiling to you that you are born for such a time as this. And so he will bring a contradictory occurrences to happen. So I'm already helping you that please, when you finish this service and you are going to the mall, your tire burst. Stop shouting and complaining. Ah, but God, I'm going to do this. Come down. Is the devil attacking? The devil is just attacking. Don't, 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 don't get discouraged. All of a sudden, Haman decided to kill this very particular guy again. But thank God, that when God decided to show up, he shows up in a wonderful way. Where Haman was busy preparing his gallo, God was also trying, I mean, Haman was busy preparing Bodekaya's gallo. God was busy preparing to decorate Haman. You see, this is the thing I want to say to somebody. When God wants to bless you, he will first of all give you a dress rehearsal. You will see how the future looks like. It's called a vision. The ability for you to have a mental picture of your desired future. See, every one of us has given an, a rehearsal of our future right now where the things are not happening. Your ability to meditate your future, to picture your future is a dress rehearsal. Some of us have the opportunity of even experiencing there. Life experience. David had the experience of what it meant to wear the king robe to go and fight Goliath. But he said, this is not my time. I know my time and my season. Let me go and fight the Goliath with my catapult. The same thing also applies with Mordecai. Mordecai had no clue that the dressing that Haman is busy decorating him with was a dress rehearsal for something that's about to happen. And guess what? The Bible makes me to understand that in Esther chapter 6 from verse 1 to verse 10, that when the king now remembered that person that was forgotten, the same thing also applies to you today. The king is about to remember you for the blessing. The king is about to remember you for your next level. That same person you've forgotten. Now, this is me now pulling my prophetic grace and my apostolic unction. I pull the grace. That person that you have helped, if you know them by name, I want you to call them in prayer. That person you have helped, they will remember you now. In the name of Jesus, I remove the spirit of forgetfulness. I remove the spirit of forgetfulness from their mind now. In the name of Jesus. All of a sudden, we saw Esther with somebody Kaya be remembered. But guess what? With all that remembrance, it was still a distraction. Because why? 
at that moment, the possibility that Esther will be thinking that since the king has actually decorated Mordecai, things will change. But my dear, the plans of the devil are beyond your imagination sometimes. It takes the unveiling of the Holy Spirit to show you how depth the devil has gone. Have you forgotten that this very particular decree? Because it looks as if Haman has been decorated at the moment. I mean, what's called Mordecai has been decorated at the moment. And Esther has bribed this woman with food. I mean, bribed this guy with food. But you forget to understand that there was the name of the king that was on that very particular contract. That as long as that contract is still there with the king's signature, that thing will come to pass. The same thing sounds like the Bible makes me to understand that at the mention of the name of Jesus, it takes a name to make a door open. It takes a name. There are some certain doors that you want it to open for you. It takes a mentioning of your name. Mentioning of a name. At the name of Jesus, every name must bow. At the name of that king's signature, King Hazarus, on that document, the Jews will be wiped out. But let's begin to see as we begin to go. Now we begin to see, say here, we are all of a sudden, the king now said to Haman, hurry up and decorate Mordecai. The Mordecai that has been forgotten, decorate him. But we now see that episode 5, which he brings to my service about to come to a close, which is called the grace factor. Ability to now begin to compel the supernatural. All of a sudden we saw in Esther chapter 7, by the time we know what was going on, when the king thought, when Esther thought that the game is over, but she had no clue that this guy has finished eating the food. And this guy finished eating the food. All of a sudden the king still asked the woman, my dear sisters and brother, it looks as if your tender has been forgotten. It looks as if the job that you're looking for has been forgotten. But I'm here to tell you today that they will ask for you again. They promised you, but they are not telling you anymore. But I'm here to tell you that this week, this month, this remaining half of the year, or this remaining quarter of the year, you will be remembered again, and the blessing will be given to you in the name of Jesus. We now say with the life of Esther, all of a sudden the king presented the question again, Esther, what do you want? Even to the half of my kingdom. The Bible makes me to understand. Please and please, I want to say this to you. Never forget the reason why you start the battle. Never forget the reason why you start the company. Never forget the reason why you start the business. If you go to a particular level in your career, this is business 101 for somebody, and your business is talk, and you don't know where to go to, by divine occurrences and divine wisdom upon my life, go back to your business and ask, what was the reason I started this business? You may get to the $5 million benchmark now and you're thinking, but man, we've been on $5 million, something is happening. One simple advice I'm going to advise you, go back, sit down, ask yourself, why did we start the business at first? Why did we start the business at first? Why? There are some of you, all you need to take, why did you start the business? Why did you get the job? Why did you decide to work in that company? The why factor will determine the next move of your life. All of a sudden, when that question was asked to Esther, Esther was smart enough to understand, King! My life is not in my hand. There is somebody sitting on this very particular table that is about to mess me up and to kill me. And all of a sudden, Haman begins to know that my time of recording is coming to an end. My day of my anger, my bitterness, I have crossed the wrong crowd. You can't touch God and go free. You can't touch the anointing of God and think that it is going to be go easy with you. When Paul the apostle was busy attacking, I mean Saul, before he became Paul, he was busy attacking the church. The Bible says, and God appeared to Paul, I mean to Saul, and said to him, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? Saul was wondering, but I'm 
attacking the church, not you. But the day you touch God's children, you are touching the apples of God's eye. The day you touch God's picking, you are touching God's eye. The day you touch the church, you touch God. And all of a sudden, the Bible says, when the word came out of Esther, the king got angry. The king moved out. And all of a sudden, I feel like reading this because I wanted to see something. The Bible says in verse 7, let's look at it. Um, Esther 7, 7. The Bible says in verse 7, he said, Then the king arose in his rot from the banquet of wine and went into the palace garden. But Haman stood before the queen, pleading for his life, for he saw that the evil was determined against him by the king. He saw that the evil, now this is where the game changer comes in. My dear, I want you to relax because when you are in God, anything can work out for your good. All of a sudden in verse 8, when the king returned to the palace of the garden, the palace of the, sorry, when the king returned from the palace garden to the, pal, to the place of the banquet of wine, the Bible says for Haman had fallen on the crowd where Esther was. And the king said to himself, will you also assault the king's wife while I am still in the house and the word left the king's mouth they covered they covered Haman's face and it says in verse 9 now Hebron one of the Enoch says look master the gallow of 50 cubi what Haman has prepared for Mordecai whom good whom you spoke good about the kings is standing in the house of Haman and the king said hang him there the king said what Hang him there. I come this morning to declare God's counsel upon your life. I know that it looks that things are about to shift. I know that you are in your new dimension. And you are wondering what is happening. Watch God do a trip. I hear God says God to do a trip for somebody. Somebody's about a trip for you to rise. Somebody's about to make a mistake for you to be employed. Somebody's about to be out of job for you to be employed. Somebody's about to leave the throne for you to get in. There is a trip that was happening at this place. All of a sudden, we saw in the life of Esther. Esther had no clue that I know you've tried a strategy of giving him a food, but he was a fool. You give him a wine, but he's still mad. But watch me do a trip that has some cheer that he was standing. I know how to remove a shoe, and he will fall down, and he breaks his leg. But for Esther case, it was so interesting that him and fall flat on top of the woman. Who would want to see their wife being oppressed by somebody else and not forget the closeness and begin to attack I declare upon somebody this morning the trip that must happen for your glory to shine the shift that must happen for you to amount to somebody's life I release that possibility for you in the name of Jesus that which they plan to use against you they shall fall inside that Haman that has put a gallow for you somebody has planned to set you up they say let's see her. We will make you to be fired in this company. My dear, be encouraged. I came with a prophetic word this morning to tell you that that plot, it will blow before their face. That gang up, it will explode before their face. That conspiracy, it will scatter before their face. In the name of Jesus, I declare upon your life that as you step out of this service, you step into promotion. Somebody's going to miss your way for you to get the way right. Somebody's going to lose your job. I don't care what I say. If you're an unbeliever, that's your problem. We the 
righteous. We are here to come and take our space. We are here to govern. We are here to rule. We are here to bring Christ. I declare upon you every vasty sitting upon your throne that will make a mistake of dishonor and you shall be enthroned in the name of Jesus. I speak over your life. Every hammer that have dig a pit for you to fall inside, they shall be buried in that pit in the name of Jesus. All of a sudden, why this scripture was going in my mind, I remember a scripture called Romans 8 28. And the Bible says, We know all things work together for those who love the God and who are called according to promise. All things work together. Him and tripping, all things are working together. You lose your job, all things are working together. Your husband divorces you, all things are working together. The bank refused to give you the loan, all things are working together. The disappointment comes, all things are working together. They said you are black, all things are working together. They says you are Malungu, all things are working together. They call you a query. I'm here to tell you this morning. The Bible says in verse 29, He said, For whom He foreknew, He also predestined to be confirmed to the image of His Son, that He might be the firstborn among many brethren. He now says in verse 30, He said, Moreover, He said, Whom He predestined, He said, This He also called. Who He called, He also justified. And who He justified, He glorified. I'm here to tell somebody this moment that for the fact that you are here, God has glorified you. God has justified you. And the last verse now says, If God be for us, who can be against us? If God is on your side, no man can be against you. Esther, understand, I've got God. I've got my people. I've got my mentors and my spiritual fathers. I know how to pray. I know how to fast. I know how to switch and swash. And at the same time, I can cook well. I want somebody to open your mouth this moment and begin to speak. Lord, that which I've missed, that opportunity that I've gone, Lord, I know I am born for a time as this. Let them begin to come to pass. Open your mouth and begin to pray. Ratosha Brata Likatoza. He bratosha lekatesa. He breketosha brata leketosinata. He bratosha lata. He says, and we know all things work together for good. I'm here to tell somebody this morning. You were born for a time as this. All things are working together for your good. You were fired from the job. Take heart. God is about to make you a CEO. They plan to kill you. Watch God comes with a supernatural. Watch God comes with an X factor. What God comes with a God factor. Bratosha brata Job 22-29 says, when there is a casting down, I will say, there is a lifter of my head. My head has been lifted up. Thousands shall fall by my side. Ten thousand at my right hand side. But only with my eyes will I see the reward of the wicked. Son, don't better begin to declare. I see the reward of the wicked. I see the reward of the wicked. I refuse to be chopped off. I refuse to be killed. I refuse to sit. Because I'm in the palace. I walk with my call. I know the reason I'm here. I hate being attacked. I hate the people that have been oppressed. This thing called xenophobic. This thing called hate speech. This thing called gender-based violence. Lord, I know my season. I know my reason. Open your mouth and begin to pray your way. Be like Esther. Ha, ha, bratosha leketuza, ha, bratosha leketuza. 
in Jesus mighty name we pray let's say something quickly I'm still on my mood I'm going to close in a few minutes from now as I'm closing I want you to be speaking to your communion I want you to say Lord the grace for me to be able to engage the grace for me to run the race the grace for me to stand up again the empowerment for me to do the Bible says and the hand of the Lord was upon Esther Esther all of a sudden all of a sudden what needs to kill Esther Esther could not fight a war she doesn't know how to fight with battle she was not a pastor she doesn't understand the prophetic histories she was not a warrior she had no knowledge of how to use guns but she knows how to use the kitchen she knows how to use a pot she knows that my beauty was not for me to be sleeping with men my beauty is meant for kings I refuse to be a prostitute sleeping from bed to bed I refuse to sell my body cheap I am the image of God I'm the likeness of him my body is a temple of the most high God and all of a sudden we get to see something let me say this quickly because I need to bring a pause to this thing because we continue on Thursday the Bible says that in Esther chapter 6 from verse 4 to Esther 6 11 to 14 the Bible says something here if not because Haman was stupid I want to address people who think that that because of what they want to pursue against the children of God I want to show you that the warning currently now is coming to you a warning for you to check out quickly because by the time you hit a rock called us Christ, uh, you are about to hit the rock of your death. Uh. By the time you hit us, uh, I want every believer to have this understanding. Uh, you are Christ standing sit or seated where you are. Anybody that hits you must die. Not you dying. Uh. Any sickness that comes your body must fail. Uh. Every plague of the devil currently operating in your life should not be there. The Bible says uh, in Esther chapter 6 verse 11 to 14. Uh, it says, uh, so Ammon took the robe uh, and he arrayed Mordecai. Uh, because there was a dress rehearsal for Mordecai. Because I wanted to show something. Huh? That because Mordecai was, I mean, Mordecai was at the gate. Huh? Does not mean that Mordecai stayed at the gate. Huh? The Bible makes me to understand from verse 8 to verse, I mean, extra chapter 8. Huh? From 8, 9, and 10. Huh? But if uh, the last verse, the last chapter, verse 10, was a short verse. Huh? The Bible says that Mordecai was now become the second in command. Huh? Just because I'm at the gate does not mean that I, my life must be at the gate. Just because I'm from Nigeria does not mean that my, my background must come from Nigeria. Just because I'm a Congolese does not mean that my life must experience Congo. I am God's product. God is a global being and so I'm a global being. God is omnipresent and so my presence must be everywhere. I can be in South Africa and yet my product be received in Kenya, in Gabon, in America, in the UK. Because why? You serve a global God, you can't be a local champion. It is an error for a believer to be a global candidate and yet operating a local lifestyle. I cause that devil lying to you now in the name of Jesus. I want somebody to put their hand on their chest and say this. I'm a global product. I refuse to operate local. Say it louder. I'm a global product. I refuse to operate local. Without understanding, my dear, begin to stretch your business into Canada. Begin to stretch your business into America. Begin to plan of opening your business in Nigeria, Kenya, Gabon. Stop thinking small like a South Africa. Break your mind. 55 million people cannot be compared to 2.2 billion people. Open your mind to the possibilities. Because why? Your enemy is about to be won. The Bible says in verse 13, of Esther 6 verse 13, he said, and when Haman told his wife, Zeresh, and his friend, everything that has happened to him, his wise men and his wife said to him, if Mordecai, before whom you have befallen, of a Jewish descent, he said, you will not prevail against him, but you will surely fall before him. A warning was given to this idiot, but because of his bitterness, because of his anger, because of what he was pursuing, that was not God. 
against God's child, all of a sudden, we get to see him. That while he was busy thinking of that very particular thing, the Bible must make me to say to those very particular wicked people, be warned, for the hand of God is coming upon your life. You think that you are sitting in a presidency position, attacking the church, for we are born for a time as this. We are born for a time as this. We are born for a time as this. South Africa, hear me. You are born for a time as this. Nigeria, hear me. You are born for a time as this. Continent Africa, hear me. You are born for a time as this. Arise like the God you are. Begin to take your place. Don't let the palace fool you. The palace can make you forget your pain. But if you can rise up this morning and begin to declare that God let your hand be upon me. The hand of exemption. As I'm going to see the king. As I'm going to appear before him. Lord your hand be upon me. Open your mouth and begin to prayer I'm stopping here this morning we will continue on Thursday because of my time somebody hold your communion and begin to declare let your communion pray for grace for new things ability to be brave the kind of bravery Esther carry the bravery Jesus. We saw Jesus appearing before the kings and they were questioning him. He was smart. He was full of wisdom. He was a wonder to the generation. We get to see with Esther that Esther operating strength. Esther operating security. Esther operates with divine direction. Insight and strategies. All of a sudden, Esther becomes a wonder. Open your mouth and begin to speak to your communion. Lord, as I take of this communion, I partake of the wonders of Christ. I partake of the possibility of Christ. That which make Esther. That which will make me be born for my time. Lord, let my eyes be open. Let my mind conceive. Let my thought break forth. Let the limit be broken. Father Lord, this morning, I come as your servant, Lord, I pray for your people. I declare, O oh Lord, upon the communion that they hold, that Father, as they partake of the communion, the small of them will become a thousand. In the name of Jesus, and the little one, O oh Lord, will become a strong nation. Lord, I pray for them today that everything that must happen for their life to shine, let this communion, Father, begin to orchestrate that in the name of Jesus. Lord, the grace to confront their confronters, the grace to face their attackers, the grace to face those who are insulting them. Let this communion answer to them in the name of Jesus Lord I cause for somebody this morning I call forth remembrance that as they partake of this communion the Esther's anointing operate upon their life where men see them and favor where men see them and favor in the name of Jesus Lord I pray for exemption exemption for good thing Lord I declare as they take of this communion this morning what needs to bow for their rising to be in view it begins to bow now in the name of Jesus. I declare that communion in your hand. 
I declare it the body of Christ. And I declare the blood. I declare the, the, the juice in your hand. I declare whatever substance in your hand. The body of Christ and the blood of Jesus. I bless them this morning. As you partake of this communion. You partake of the Lord's possibilities. You partake of Christ's possibilities. You partake of the thing that made Christ Christ. In the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you because we know that this is done. For every believer that is partaking of this this morning, I declare rest upon you. I declare freedom. I declare open doors. I declare assets. I declare provision. I declare supply. I declare men responding to every need of your life. In the name of Jesus. Father, to you we give all the glory. We thank you for partaking of this again one more time. It's a privilege. We don't take it for granted. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Begin to pray, begin to partake of your communion. I want you, as you are taking your communion, have an expectation. Lord, I partake of this knowing that I was born for a time as this. That's all we have for today. But be sure to continue listening to the Rested Life Conversations. At Platform Church, we are all about simplifying the process, providing solutions, and creating realities for you. If this message has blessed you and you want to be a blessing by supporting this ministry, please visit platformchurch.co.za. Platform Church, family of rest.